How would you like to get high-speed internet for your home for less than $2 a day? That's right. For about 50 bucks a month, you'll get lightning-fast internet. Are you paying less than 50 bucks a month right now for your internet? Then call Whole Home Connect right now for blazing-fast internet at 50 bucks a month with no price increases, no hidden fees, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees. It's a great deal. And guess what? You can try it for 15 days. If you don't like it, you get your money back. But you're going to love it. And you're going to love the price. Internet for your home for 50 bucks a month. That's less than 2 bucks a day. Plus, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees. And our 15-day guarantee. Call now. 800-617-5145. 800-617-5145. 800 That's 800-617-5145. Rick Tittle knows his sports. I hate that guy. I love that guy. Oh my gosh, he's so fine. Rick Tittle brings home the bacon, fries it up in a pan, and then he eats it. Ricky T in the hizzle for shizzle, biznatch. All right. Hey, thank you for that. We got hour two underway. Judy Gray, author, will join us. Bill Medley. You never close your... All right. At 1025. We'll talk with Bruce Marshall in hour three with uh, some hockey. And uh, an hour from now, we'll go to Noah Parker with Pro Wagering. And uh, he'll talk about the NBA. That's what he do. Reeboks, let you be you. 1-800-878-PLAY. You know, um, a lot of times in Vegas, when people pour money in some obscure thing, you think, is that on the take? And on Friday, Alabama's baseball team was playing LSU. LSU is number one in the uh, nation. And uh, apparently... There were some very weird things going on with lots of money coming in. And so the state of Ohio, isn't it weird? The Ohio Casino Control Commission banned all betting on Alabama baseball. And Alabama led, sorry, LSU led 8-1 to one going into the 8th. The Crimson Tide scored 5 to make it 8-6. to six. And they were favored. And so um, U.S. Integrity, which is a Las Vegas-based law firm that does monitoring for all these betting markets, they officially issued an alert to its sportsbook clients saying suspicious wagering activity, Alabama LSU. So we'll have to see who the shoeless Joe was. (laughs) <laughs> on the Crimson Tide. That's what we'll have to take a look at. All right. 1-800-878-PLAY is the number to call. 1-800-878-7529. Get in, get heard, wherever you might happen to be listening. The American Forces Radio Network would love to hear from you if you are in our military. You're doing a great job out there protecting us. On Twitter, it's at Rick Tittle, and uh, I'm on Twitch.tv as well. So come on back.
Do you have an invention idea but don't know what to do next? Call InventHelp now for free information on how to get started today. InventHelp provides invention services that help everyday inventors get started with their idea. We have representatives nationwide who will explain the InventHelp process step by step. Over 10,000 patents have been secured through InventHelp's patent referral services. Our services include professional materials needed to showcase your invention and 3D animation and prototype modeling that help you demonstrate your idea. Get down to the details of your idea with a technical drawing. The InventHelp databank includes thousands of companies who have agreed to review new ideas. We've been helping inventors since 1984. Let's help you next. Take advantage of the opportunity to get started today. Call 1-800-356-7308. That's 1-800-356-7308. Again, 1-800-356-7308. This is a true, sad story for ADT, the leader in home security systems. My favorite dog, Oliver, was stolen from our garage recently. If I had a camera system installed in my home from ADT, I would have known exactly what car possibly pulled up in my driveway and stole my little friend. If I had a security system from ADT, my dog would still be here. I called ADT this weekend, and they're coming out in a few days to install a camera and a new security system. Unfortunately, it's a little too late for me. Listen, protect everyone you love in your family. Call ADT now. Have them come out and give you a quote to install a full security system in your home. Don't let it be too late for you. Call right now. Paid for by the Home Security Hotline. 800-361-3491. That's 800-361-3491. If you're struggling to keep up with conversations, avoiding restaurants because you can't understand the waiter, if you've got the TV volume way, way up, then you really need these. These tiny but powerful little hearing aids are the Nano CIC Rechargeable, priced at only $297 for a full pair. And no, these are not simply amplifiers. These are ultra-high quality, ultra-reliable hearing aids, priced thousands less than other hearing aids. They fit right in your ear. Nothing shows on the back of your ear. And at only $297 for a full pair. When you order today, Nano will give you a 45-day money-back guarantee. Order right now and Nano will give you a free portable charging case and even ship them to you for free. Here's the number. Call now. 800-278-1738-800-278-1738-800-278-1738-800-278-1738-800-278-1738. That's 800-278-1738. Hour two of titillating sports. You thought it couldn't get any better, but it's better. Rick Tittle is back. He's so great. I can't believe how awesome he is. More sports talk, yes. Couldn't get any better, but it's better. Rick Tittle is back. He's so great. I can't believe how awesome he is. More sports talk, yes. Hour two of titillating sports. Hey, check out Channel 9. Check out Rick Tittle. Thank you for that, and welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you, nationally syndicated out of San Francisco and around the world on American Forces Radio Network. Speaking of American Forces, it is our pleasure to be joined by retired Coast Guard CPO, and it's Judy Gray, and she's here because she has co-authored a book called Unwavering, the Wives Who Fought to Ensure No Man is Left Behind, which is brand new from Knox Press. 
Judy, thank you so much for joining us today. What was the impetus behind this project? Hi, thank you for having me. Uh, well, there were a couple things. My co-author, Taylor Keelan, had written about POWs quite a bit, and we know their story and how heroic they were. But one of the POWs, Richard Stratton, approached her about the little-known story of the women, a small group of gutsy military wives who 50 years ago became improbable heroes. And they did it by waging an epic home-front battle to learn what happened to America's missing men during the Vietnam War. It's not easy when you have such an unpopular war with uh, most of society. They just want to pretend like it didn't happen. We know that the people who came back from the war were not greeted with ticker tape parades. So how hard was it for the MIAs and those who were still incarcerated over there to get that type of attention from our federal government? Well, you know, I think context matters. So, um, to understand the role of women in the early 1960s, we have to think about the fact that women in society couldn't get credit easily without the signature of a husband or a father. For military wives, there were even greater protocols. So um, many of the women didn't go out without wearing white gloves. In the military, they didn't go out unaccompanied. Women in general in society worked only a few jobs, secretaries, teachers, nurses, and social workers, and were expected to stay home after they had children and support their husbands' careers. And that was doubly true in the military. So um, they often thought of themselves as actually being symbiotically linked to their men. They had a clear sense of patriotism and understood the importance of that role. But in 1964 and 1965, when airmen and aviators started getting shot down, uh, the women were very dutiful. And in that context, the government had asked them to keep quiet, which they did for a long time, because um, that back-channel negotiation and keep-quiet policy, let the government handle diplomatic affairs, if you will, really worked. I mean, you can think about the Gary Powers case in 1960. But Asking women not to share the news was really improbable and implausible. It put them in a terrible predicament. The women had few opportunities, and also communication was limited. Mostly we used telephones, telegrams, and wrote letters, so things were slower. And our government did not share contact lists of, you know, other families in the same situation. And then things started to change by 1968. Let's talk about that. I mean, it's iconic now and powerful, the POW MIA flag. It's over the White House. It's over our Capitol, every federal building. How hard was that to get that into effect and have people actually fly that flag? Well, I think that part was the easy part. The women, by um, the time the flag was developed, understood the importance of having a symbol, an icon. And there were also some, uh, they coordinated with some college students who developed the concept of POW bracelets, which were ubiquitous. Um, in fact, over 5 million were sold and worn. And it rallied our nation around the humanitarian issue. And that was something we could come to agreement about. And they did everything they could to start speaking up when they moved from the sidelines to the front lines of diplomacy. You think about making things better for the next generation when 
we, I say we as we're both American, pulled when we pulled out of Afghanistan a couple of years ago, literally not one person was unaccounted for or left behind. And that's the first time in the history of probably any armed conflict in the history of the world. So talk about the satisfaction of knowing that you're seeing the fruition of all your hard work. Correct. These women really changed how we approached even the fighting of wars. We fly aircraft at a higher level. We use drones. We really want to avoid having POWs, but we also expend no, uh, you know, we marshal all our resources and bear little expense to get the missing. And so that was our direct result of the work these women did 50 years ago. And something else I wanted to mention is, you know, the women also started speaking up about the effects of this on families. And I think now we owe a debt of gratitude to them, especially those of us with military in our family or people who deploy or those of us who are military. We owe them a debt of gratitude because we take care of families now. And um, in fact, one of the women, Mrs. Alice Stratton, went on in 1985 to become the first female deputy secretary of the Navy, and she tackled family matters. And that was significant, 85 to 89. Also, the uh, Paris peace talks, um, Mm -hmm. what were some of the things that were sort of, uh, um, you know, uh, brought up to make sure that uh, in the Paris peace talks that this was addressed as well? Well, when uh, on the eve of Nixon, I want to take you back a little bit. On the eve of um, President Nixon's inauguration, the women really were speaking out. they started to, um, they still were obedient, so they came up with a way to send telegrams to the White House, and they barraged the new president with letters beseeching them to, you know, make the men the centerpiece of the negotiations, to not forget them. In fact, uh, the president asked, the new president asked, what? Um, Please don't forget, you know, he said, how many of these women are there? And um, and then the women... um, kind of proved that this keeping quiet policy was not uh, fruitful. It was, in fact, an abject failure. So um, in the spring of 1969, the new Secretary of Defense, Melvin Laird, announced a change in policy to go public. And this followed the Pueblo incident in, um, you know, with uh, mm-hmm, the when the crew was sieged in international waters, yeah, in January of 68. Yeah. And, you know, it received international attention, and we think that that inspired a lot of the women to go public. So they were released 11 months later after a lot of coverage, a lot of um, the commanding officer's wife speaking up and speaking out. And some of the women opened the floodgates, most notably Sybil Stockdale, whose husband had been captive by then for three years. Mm -hmm. And she went public with an interview for the San Diego Union in 68. So then you have Nixon being elected in January, Secretary Laird announcing go public, and then the women um, took it upon themselves to take diplomatic matters into their own hands and went directly to the Paris peace negotiations to speak with the North Vietnamese. What is, uh, just we only have about 30 seconds, uh, for people who want to know more, I know it's unwaveringbook.com. Anywhere else we should be looking? 
Yep, we have an Instagram account also, unwaveringbook.com, I mean, Unwavering Book, and we've got Twitter, uh, Facebook, also Unwavering Book for both of those. And um, we will, uh, our schedule of events is posted on the website. That's Judy Gray. The book is Unwavering, The Wives Who Fought to Ensure No Man is Left Behind. It's brand new from Knox Press. Judy, thank you so much. It's an important book, and congratulations on it. Thank you so much for having me. Sure, no doubt. I'm Rick Tittle. Bill Medley on the other side, the Rock and Roll Hall of Famer on Sports Byline. Medicare and do you use a CPAP machine? This is a national health care alert regarding your CPAP supplies. Using a clean CPAP mask and clean supplies is important to staying healthy. The best way to make sure your CPAP equipment is clean is to get new supplies. If you have Medicare, we have great news. Medicare will pay for you to have new clean supplies every 90 days. We'll even do all the paperwork for you to make sure that there's little to no out-of-pocket cost to you. And you don't even have to leave your home. We provide free in-home delivery. So if you're a CPAP user and you have Medicare, staying healthy with new CPAP equipment is easy. Just make this free phone call right now to get started. Sponsored by Specialty Medical. 800-913-9739. 800-913-9739. 800-913-9739. That's 800-913-9739. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. If you're moving to another state, you're getting a fresh start in a brand new town. And when you choose a moving company to help get your valuable possessions to that new home of yours, you want somebody that's going to take care of your things like you would. That's why you need to call Colonial Van Lines. They're America's number one moving company for a reason. Because they'll take care of your things like they would their possessions. They'll use caution so nothing gets damaged. And they won't treat you like a number, they'll treat you like a friend. And when you call now on a qualified move across state lines, they'll give you a $250 discount. 
move your things the right way. Call Colonial Van Lines now for a free quote. Call now to learn more about this special $250 long-distance move discount. 800-847-0225. 800-847-0225. That's 800-847-0225. All right, thank you for that. And of course, uh, the unmistakable voice of the Rock and Roll Hall of Famer, the iconic Bill Medley. And uh, we're quite happy to have him join the show. Rick Tittle with you, nationally syndicated out of San Francisco and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. Bill is back out on the road tomorrow at the Rivera Theater, or sorry, the Riviera Theater in uh, Buffalo, and a couple days after that at the Marion Palace in Marion, Ohio, May 7th at the Palace in Canton, Ohio, and the uh, list goes on and on. Bill, welcome back to the show. Getting out on the road, are you finding it taxing, or is it like riding a bike? Well... It's riding a bike that's getting tougher to pedal. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, you know, I, I tell people, you, you, pay, you pay me to travel. You don't pay me to do the show. But the traveling is just uh, in the airports are getting a little tougher and tougher. and So uh, it, it's tough, but, but it's worth it, man. You know, once you get in front of the audience and the show starts and uh, it's all worth it. But, yeah, it's... It, it's, it's getting a little tougher out there. No doubt. Now, for you, uh, you have your fans, obviously, but what's it like when you see, like, college kids and, and the younger ones that are that are new to your music? Like, how heartwarming is that, that you're still making new fans? Well, you know, it's, it's wonderful. I mean, it, it's wonderful when anybody likes you, but it's, it's great. Uh, it's great to do... Uh, you know, when kid when kids love it, and, and I can understand why kids would love, uh, you know, the Beatles and and all that stuff because, you know, it's just uh, it's real relatable music, you know, to what they're going through and this and that. But 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 I love it. I mean, uh, we uh, you know we we were very fortunate in the end of the eighties, uh, our song in Top Gun. Then I did the song for Dirty Dancing, and then. Unchained Melody was in Ghost, so uh, it's, uh, you know, it, it's wonderful. I mean, it, it really is heartwarming uh, when kids, and a lot of kids will come and say, well, I said, well, why are you here? <laughs> they say, well, my mom and dad played your music all the time in the house, and we just love it. So that's, it, it's wonderful. It's great. You think about, you know, you mentioned these iconic movies and these songs that go with them. You've lost that loving feeling was in the first Top Gun, and now that everyone's seen the new Top Gun, they're going back and rewatching it. It's it's giving you a whole new kick on that song, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. It's and, and thank God they're doing that. I'm I was a little disappointed that they somehow, some way, didn't put it put it in the new one. But uh, it's great that people are going back and, and watching the first one, and uh, they hear that song, and that song was pretty pretty cool in the movie 
So for you, when you get out on the road, does it, you know, does it feel like your career was a hundred years ago when you started off in the fifties and sixties, or does it kind of seem like all those memories are, are, were just like yesterday? Well, we're, when we're on the plane or in the airport, it feels like a hundred years ago, <laughs> but, uh, but, but when, but that literally the minute we get on stage, I, I feel like I'm 25 years old. I, it just, I don't, I don't feel, you know, you do love and feeling or unchained melody and, and the people, the audience just reacts so wonderfully. You know, they, uh, they snuggle up and they start holding hands and, you know, uh, and we know that that's why they're coming to the shows to hear those songs because they meant a lot to them, uh, in their younger years. And, uh, so yeah, no, I still feel like I'm uh, literally 25 years old when I go on stage. I know I don't look it. <laughs> well, I mean, it's hard the 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 breathing, the voice. It's hard to get all that. I know you a couple of years ago had a throat cancer scare. I mean, is it? Are, are you amazed that your voice is still holding up after all these years? I'm abs- I'm absolutely amazed. I mean, we. We recorded the song Little Latin Loopy Lou in 1963, and I can't believe we're still doing it in the show. <laughs> uh, it, uh, but no, I've been blessed, you know. I, but uh, I started voice lessons uh, probably in the in the 70s, and the, boy, it saved my life. Uh, you know, just learning how to learning how to do it correctly, it, and it doesn't change the sound of your voice. Just lets you, uh, you know, it's just like a an engine for a, a car. You know, you oil it and keep o- enough oil in it, and this and that, and it keeps keeps uh, keeps on running. So uh, I have to give my uh, my vocal coaches uh, all that credit. Also, you know, when you think about uh, when you're with the 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 Righteous Brothers and in your solo career, you made friends with so many other performers. And correct me if I'm wrong, you were friends with Elvis too. Yeah, very very, very good friends. Worked, I worked at the the Hilton in Las Vegas uh, when Elvis was uh, there. I was working in the the lounge, and you obviously in the main room. Of course, my lounge seated 600 people. But, uh, yeah, we became real good friends, and we did the first American Beatle tour and the first uh, American uh, Rolling Stones tour. Wow. And got to meet all those guys. And, uh, yeah, and, and when we did the, the Beatle tour, it was before Love and Feeling, and, and it seemed real teeny bopper because, it, you know, the young girls were screaming and crying and uh you know, when the Beatles were on, when we were on, they were just yelling, we want the Beatles. A <laughs> 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 whole, di- whole different thing. But uh, but uh, but but later on, we, we realized that, wow, we had a front front row seat to history. And so, yeah, we got that. We uh, got to know a lot of the other artists and become friends with them. Who was, uh, I won't ask you who you didn't like, but out of, you know, those early days, I mean, it's fascinating, the Beatles and the Stones, you open on their first tours, that's amazing, but who are, who are some of your, outside of Elvis, couple, of, like, did you get to know John and Paul, or did you get to know, uh, you know, like, Mick and Keith, uh, who were some of your favorites? 
Well, I got to know Keith real well. Mm-hmm. And uh matter of fact, I, I just went to a Stone show you know, a couple of three, four years ago and got to talk to Keith and, uh, it, well, everybody except uh, Mick was in another room mm-hmm. uh, doing some interviews and uh, got, to, got to talk and laugh about the old days and talked about an hour. And, uh, and yeah, John and Paul, we were all on the same plane, so they would come back and uh, we had a guitar player, a great blues guitar player, Barry Rolera, and uh, uh, George would come back and say, who's playing that guitar? And so uh, 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 he would sit down with Barry and Barry would tell him a lot, a lot of the tricks of how to do this and that. And uh, so, yeah, you, you, you know, it's, it's real interesting in this industry industry if you meet you know if you run into uh uh gary puckett three times a year you you feel like your old friends you know <laughs> it's a, it's kind of interesting but because uh, you don't really have a, an opportunity to hang out a lot yeah but uh you get to know them i mean glenn glenn campbell and kenny rogers a lot those guys were real good friends of uh of mine and uh we uh, traveled with both of them, and uh, uh, yeah, I mean, and you know what, man? One on one, every one of those guys are wonderful people. They're just great guys. Very cool. I know you got to run. Everybody, make sure to check out Bill Medley. As I say, he is on tour tomorrow at the Riviera Theater in Buffalo, Marion Palace Theater in Marion, Ohio, on the sixth. The Palace in Canton on the seventh. Back in Massachusetts at the Lowell Memorial Auditorium on the 11th and then nearby at uh, in Plymouth on the 12th. It goes on and on. Bill, a real treat to have <laughs> you on. Me out. <laughs> I'm getting you tired just talking <laughs> about it. Tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, All right. Great. Hey, Bill, thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. Oh, bless you. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. All right. Good stuff. And uh, that's pretty amazing at the age of 82 to still be – Uh, on the road you know you think about how much (laughs) people i don't know you and me how much we complain just on a daily basis about how much airports suck and everything else you have to go through but man the they opened for the beatles their entire first u.s tour on the plane and then opened for the stones the entire first u.s tour and we're on the plane with the Rollings. I mean, right there. I feel like if I opened for the Beatles one night, you know, like in Saginaw, I would be able to write a book about, and then I talked to George, and then I talked to John, and then Paul came by, and and then, as I said, the Stones, too. I mean, that's just uh, that's pretty amazing. It's just really living history right there. 82 years old and uh, still going strong. And, uh, of course, as we came in, we had, we were listening to, I had the time of my life, which was a huge hit from uh, dirty dancing and you lost that love and feeling from the first top gun. We'll hear a little bit of that right now. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll come on back on sports violin.
If you have certain chronic conditions, such as heart disease, asthma, diabetes, and you're 19 years of age or older, 52, 36, 42, you may be at increased risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, pneumococcal 20-valent conjugate vaccine, a Pfizer vaccine that can help protect against pneumococcal pneumonia in just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. The most commonly reported side effect was pain at the injection site. For additional common side effects and full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. I'm going to ask my doctor about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20. Remember in the beginning when you first started to build a life for you and your family? You never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you qualify to receive a free, no-obligation consultation on how to get rid of that debt for good. Call the Debt Helpline now. We work on your behalf to reduce your debt. We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. Call the Debt Helpline now. 800-943-2153 That's 800-943-2153 Do you own an annuity? Either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers and the Annuity Rate Report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845. 800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. You can't be serious, man. You cannot be serious! Tittle is a majestic stallion. Thank you for that, and uh, welcome back to the show. 1-800-878-PLAY to get in. 1-800-878-7529. Come on in and get heard, girl. Get yourself on the air. Uh, Do we have open? Yeah, we have open lines, so uh, feel free. Don't be shy. 
I've asked you a hundred times not to be. Rick, I'm too shy. 1-800-878 play. All right. Um, when I think about, uh, I'm going to talk a little baseball here for a second. Even though my team had a young kid, a guy had a no hitter, and they took him out, and then they put in a guy named Lady Lady Smith, Lady Man, Lady Glory. I forgot what his name is. And he gives up two runs, and they lose. But there is a union of ball players. There is a union of umpires. Remember the Richie Phillips thing, eating a cookie? We're not going to be umpires anymore, and then they had replacement umpires. We've gone through that in the NFL, too. Now there is a time where front offices might unionize. What? Most people who can't hit a fastball uh, dream about working in a front office, right? And that would be you and me. I, when I, I was a great baseball player, really good until I was about 16, and all of a sudden I couldn't hit, and I didn't understand why, and it's because I sucked once the pitches started <laughs> getting into the 80s and 90s. I'm like, I can't hit this. And so <clears throat> you think about being an unpaid intern and getting into a front office. And next thing you know, maybe you've got a title, and there it is. But a lot of times the title doesn't come with much of a raise. It's just a tether to keep you in place. What does that mean? Well, apparently that's some of the complaints from MLB front office employees. Their careers seem like dream jobs to outsiders. But some people who are inside baseball tell a different story. A story filled with pitfalls <clears throat> and a closed system. Because unlike in most fields, front office employees are not free to shop their labor or entertain competing offers in a meaningful manner. Teams must request permission to interview another club's worker while they're under contract. Teams are under no obligation, however, to say yes or even to inform the employee of outside interest. There is a less than tacit understanding that front office workers will be given the option to interview if the job is a clear promotion. <clears throat> but the industry, of course, is rampant with title inflation. In a sense, it's kind of a control mechanism and it's the sort of thing where like this was an anonymous uh, front office employee told cbs sports we're going to make you super senior director of x we're going to make up that title for you and then it backfires on people does it a lofty title no matter the actual significance of it does it make it easier for teams to dismiss opportunities as lateral moves, denying their employee a chance to choose. <clears throat> I can tell you, and I, I probably shouldn't admit this, there are a lot of times when I see people say they want to unionize, and I'm just like, ah, shut up. It's like when I go to the Game Developers Conference, and they're like, people who work in the video game industry, we're going to unionize. And I'm like, shut up. And then they're like, well, you got to understand, we'll work in 12 hours a day. And I'm like, all right, never mind. I'm sorry. 
My gut reaction is just to say, shut up. <laughs> we want to do a you. Look, I understand why unions began back in the day. These fat cat owners would, <clears throat> whatever your industry, your boss would treat you horrifically and fire you for no reason and give you no health care and no days off. And he was like, well, we're going to, we, we need some rights here. We're being treated horrifyingly. And it was true, right? It was absolutely true. But then they got so twisted, there's some guy with a junior high education wearing a windbreaker that says Local 329 telling you to grab a picket sign. Well, can I talk at the meeting? No, your union rep will. Oh, and you got to pay union dues. For what? I was always afraid when I worked in TV, which I did for 10 years, that I was going to have to go into a union. I just did not want that. I wanted to be able to represent myself. Yeah, but Rick, if you're in a union... I know. There were, there were certain times, like, when a light would burn out and the light bulb was sitting next to it. I remember one time when I was very young, I was like, oh, and like, oh what, what are you doing? What? The lighting union has to change that bulb. What? You're not allowed to change that bulb. We need to get a uh, union-qualified contractor with a license. I'm like, What? They go, if you change that light bulb, it's going to be really bad for everyone in the building. I'm like, okay, then I won't change the light bulb. Gracious. Right? (laughs) But baseball is a lot of things. Like I said, these, these players and umpires and broadcast technicians and even concession workers, they have unions and front office workers or maybe one of the industry's few prominent groups that don't have one. But the promotion and title only trick, do you feel sorry for these people who work in the front offices? Scouts, analysts, database programmers, business directors, HR administrators, they think they're not protected. Well, um, the conversations going on now are that they would like to maybe unionize. Now, I'm sure I could find you a hundred front office employees who say, I love my job and I don't know what you're talking about right now. And sometimes it does take the squeaky wheel. There could be like two people saying this sucks and they might be the only ones, but the players association was involved in a lot of notable developments last year, beginning you might remember with the union holding firm during, uh, during the owner-imposed lockout, the players did not fold and accept what they deemed unsuitable, even as the regular season schedule was compromised for the first time since the mid-'90s. Over the summer, summer the union, the players' union, announced its solidarity with Dodger Stadium concession workers who wanted to strike ahead of the All-Star game. And they got a new contract. Remember the contract was with Levy Restaurants. And then in the fall, MLB helped minor league players take the historic step of unionizing as well. And that was really culminated this spring with the ratification of the CBA. And so all of those developments have not been lost on front office workers, and they've grown uh, very discontented during the pandemic era for various reasons, some universal, some Local to baseball. That's another group that feels overworked and undercompensated. 
Now, we are very snowflakey in this country. There's no doubt <clears throat> what people consider a bad day now. That guy frowned at me. I'm having a bad day. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, look at amateur scouts. <clears throat> they were always sort of the backbone of baseball. They gave their whole professional lives to the industry. And... Uh, but their jobs are just always teetering on the brink of extinction too. And, you know, it used to be you'd have a, an area. I'm an area scout. Well, let's say you're in a hotbed like the Bay Area. You got talent everywhere. But let's say you have the Dakotas. <laughs> Would they actually judge you if you were in the Bay Area? Or are you in the Dakotas? It's like, do you want Miami-Dade... Or do you want Fargo? Hmm, let me see. And so listen, it, 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 all these things are a grind. We know that. And in-demand workers do not face a more favorable dynamic because the source recounted hearing about an employee who was approached by a superior about an interview opportunity with another club and the employee requested time to think it over the superior advised the employee to weigh how taking the interview without landing the job would impact their standing. You had the audacity to look. I remember years ago, I wore a suit here because I was going to a funeral, unfortunately. Yeah. After my show, and the guy who owned this company saw me in a suit, and he's like, you can't leave. I'm like, what? You can't leave, you know. I go, what? You're going to an interview? I'm like, no, I'm going to a funeral. He's like, oh. And it's not like they were going to not let me. I think he was just worried that I was out the door because I'm such a fantastic talent. I bring in so much revenue. But I, I really, you know, it's, it's hard for me, and I have known tons of front office people over the years, and it's a fantastic job. It really is. What job... Nowadays, are you not overworked and undercompensated, right? Who feels like they're fairly compensated? Maybe 10% of our population. We have athletes making millions who feel like they're undercompensated. So, I mean, how do you get a union for a database programmer or, um, and then throw in a scout and then an analyst? And then remember, you need HR people in the office as well. You need secretaries. You need clerks. I, I don't know how that works. I don't really know. But there was um, a few years ago, there were a few front office workers. They unsuccessfully tried to push back against unfair practices and they put in a lawsuit. They tried to get it to the Supreme Court when W was in office. And there was a dismiss. It was a class action lawsuit filed by two former scouts who said that they violated the wage and hours law. And the, the two scouts, Jordan Wickoff and Darren Cox, and Wickoff was a scout for the Royals in the um, Northeast area of the country and he said he made $15,000 a year despite working 40 hours a week and crossing state lines and then nobody else hired him uh huh 
And then Cox was the scouting supervisor with the Rockies, and he said he only made $63,000 a year. It's a thing. It's like no one put a gun to your head to make you be a scout. But then again, you don't want to get real. It's just I don't know. I have to be more like initially it hits me. I don't have a lot of sympathy for front office people who want to unionize. I'm just being honest. I don't have a lot of sympathy for them. But then again, if I hear the individual stories, then maybe I'll change my mind. But that's just the rumbling, bumbling, stumbling, fumblings going on right there, Chris Berman. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back. has passed away due to COVID-19. Pay close attention to this message. You could be entitled to a death benefit of over $300,000. The U.S. government has set up a fund to pay families relief if they've lost a loved one due to COVID-19. We know this is a hard time for you, and this fund has been set up by the federal government to help ease your pain. The compensation includes a death benefit and lost wages benefit. Time is limited, so we urge you to make a free phone call right now. There's no cost to you for this claim. All legal fees are only covered once you receive your money. So if you've lost a loved one due to COVID-19, call the legal helpline right now to find out if you qualify for a cash award. Here's our number. 800-918-4086. 800-918-4086. That's 800-918-4086. Paid for by the IPG Law Group. If you served in the Marine Corps, by now you know about the contaminated water problem at Camp Lejeune. If you were stationed or worked at Camp Lejeune from 1953 to 1987, you probably have a lot of questions. We have some answers. You could be entitled to compensation. Billions of dollars are being allocated to pay for damages to anyone stationed at Camp Lejeune during that time. Unfortunately, it appears that officials may have known the contaminated water problem existed and did little to protect their men. The Semper Fi Code was not honored. If you or someone in your family has developed a serious illness, including various forms of cancer, call this Camp Lejeune legal support line right now. You can't turn back the clock and change what happened, but you can certainly call right now and learn your rights as a Marine. Here's the number. 800-725-1651. 800-725-1651. That's 800-725-1651. Paid for by Legal Alert Line. If you're struggling to keep up with conversations, avoiding restaurants because you can't understand the waiter, if you've got the TV volume way, way up, then you really need these. These tiny but powerful little hearing aids are the Nano CIC Rechargeable. Priced at only $297 for a full pair. And no, these are not simply amplifiers. These are ultra-high quality, ultra-reliable hearing aids, priced thousands less than other hearing aids. They fit right in your ear. Nothing shows on the back of your ear. And at only $297 for a full pair. When you order today, Nano will give you a 45-day money-back guarantee. Order right now and Nano will give you a free portable charging case and even ship them to you for free. Here's the number. Call now. 800-278-1738. 800-278-1738. 
800-278-1738. That's 800-278-1738. It doesn't really matter. I, uh, I don't like my job, and uh, I don't think I'm going to go anymore. Tittle thinks there's a direct correlation between dogs and lightning. Thank you for that. Welcome back to the show. We still have another hour to go. Talk a little NBA and NHL. <clears throat> uh, three-time Pro Bowl left tackle Taylor Lewan, who's currently a free agent, is filing a lawsuit over knee surgery he had that he says has had negative ramifications on his career. He posted this on social media. Yesterday, this was back in 2020, a torn ACL he sustained with the Titans, where he's played his whole career so far, nearly a decade. He came back in 2021, but was limited to just two games, and then he got cut. Lawan said in a video, quote, since 2020, this has sucked. It's been tough. Hopefully it all gets figured out, and it's all done, and I can speak about it more, end quote. So he said that the current legal process is undertaking uh, what is he can he basically he can't share anything about it at this time but this is the 11th overall pick he was one of the best left tackles uh, in the league he was a pro bowler for three straight years he helped Derrick Henry win back-to-back rushing titles and but they cut Lawan in Tennessee and they signed Eagles tackle Andre Dillard three-year 29 million and Dillard's backup Jamarco Jones signed a two-year deal as well. So, uh, Lawan, he ain't happy. All right. Harry Potter has Lawan too, and he casts spells with it. <laughs> okay. Uh, we have another hour to go. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back on Sports Bar. <laughs> 